0: Closing the Digital Divide, the show where we bring in guests from industry, policy makers, and others. Here on CTDD, we strive to educate, inform, and share valuable insights and create meaningful conversations on closing the digital divide. And I got to tell you today, I can barely hold my, my excitement in on uh, on our topic today. We're going to chat with a gentleman that has not only not only is closing the digital vibe, but they're slamming the door, locking the door and throwing away the key. Please help me welcome to the show today, Mr. William Wells, executive director at STEM Village in Kansas City. Mr. Wells, welcome to the show today. Thank you,
1: thank you, Mr. Thomas. Thank you for having me, I'm glad to be here.
0: I gotta tell you, and, and I know we were chatting a little bit before we came on, but I'm actually giddy in in my excitement over sharing with our audience the the fantastic and fabulous work that you guys are doing there in Kansas City. But I normally start the show and I say, tell me what your version of closing the digital divide is. But I'm not going to do that today because you guys are in it and you know that. Rather today, I'm going to take, I'm going to indulge everyone here for just a minute. And I'm going to read an article about what you guys were doing that was done by the Kansas City News, The Voice by Miss Jazaline Johnson. Okay. And she said in the article, when the pandemic first forced schools to shut down and begin virtual learning, everyone realized just how important internet access is to navigating through society. Research from Lean Labs Education found that more than 12,000 students from 22 Kansas City public schools did not have internet access at home, and more than 2,500 were in need of laptops to complete their schoolwork. The study also found that students lacking internet connectivity mirrored the city's segregation pattern with students living east of Truth Avenue, the city's racial divide- dividing line, having the highest number of households without reliable internet and devices or virtual learning. Citywide, 14% of households do not have a home internet connect- connection and 10% of households do not have a computer. However, in the third district located East of Truce Avenue, about 26% lack internet connectivity at home and about 21% do not have computers. As a way to bridge the digital divide east of Truce Avenue, the city, ASTEM Village and other partners, including the University of Missouri, Kansas City, Lincoln University, and AT&T launched a pilot program called Digital KC, now to bring increase in the internet connectivity infrastructure and literacy to the third district. ASTEM, a local nonprofit focused on educating students in science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, will be at the forefront of the program. They will hire, train, and mentor young workforce aged 16 to 26 from the third district. The youth workforce will focus on learning the trade of building connectivity, and they will also educate the community about how the use of internet and literacy, and and the literacy aspect. ASTEM founder, William Wells, our guest today, said Digital KC now is now, is a plan that will digitally and economically transform the third district. Wells, along with other industry professionals through the National Society of Black Engineers and Educators from Lincoln University and UMKC, will instruct the workforce, providing hands on learning. And this is the paragraph that I really got excited about. The workers will be trained in topics including cybersecurity, Wi Fi networking, and how the internet works. By the time students receive their high school diploma, they will have industry certifications in areas including computer science and networking technology. Mr. Wells, I gotta give you guys a hand for that. That is is absolutely exciting. Could you provide us an overview of the ASTEM Village Launch Program and its primary objectives in improving the digital equity within the urban areas there in Kansas City.
1: Well, that's a heck of an introduction. That article was written in 2021, right? It was about September of 2021 when we first launched. Well, I, I, I can tell you, um after being in two and a half years of meetings about people planning about infrastructure and the digital divide and the digital divide has been ex- it has been existent since 1999 right we built right. out our first metro wireless network that bypassed roadrunner at that time and at&t back in 2001 2002. so for me you have to have analog you have to have analog um inclusion before you get to digital inclusion you have to have analog equity before you get to digital e- digital equity and analog equity to me means simply economics right we're in a knowledge and information based economy um everybody COVID a- a accelerated where we need to go as far as technology and the internet but it truly did um we are in a position where The economy is built upon a digital infrastructure, and connectivity is important. It's important for the quality of life. I'm not going to go as far as to say it should be looked at as a utility, because when that comment comes out, now we're talking regulation, and we're talking, you know, the people that have the networks that want more regulation because they have the lobbyists, they have the money, the community doesn't. What we're talking about is a community-led, community-driven network, empower the community to fix its own problems. And that starts with relationships, relationships within the community, which means connectivity within the community. And that segues us over into talking about digital divide. I'm a, I'm a proponent to say, what is the digital divide? If that's what you wanted to start me with? Right. Because I'm yep. not one to ask that question because I tell our young people and, and I tell everybody adults that your definition of technology is probably not going to be my definition of technology. And my definition of technology is probably in the one percent as opposed to ninety nine. And I say that. I say that, mm-hmm. Charles, if I ask you, what is technology? What is your definition of technology? I'm not trying to become the interviewer, but I'm just wanting to walk through this exercise. If I, if somebody asks you, what is technology? What is your response?
0: Yeah, so I would give the response based on where I am in this space. Okay. I, I'm, I, I run an ISP, so my definition of technology is gonna be related to that. Right. Okay. And it's gonna be it's gonna be in that definition, it's gonna be broadband, it's gonna be internet, it's gonna be Wi Fi, it's probably gonna be IoT, um it's probably going to be um cybersecurity. Um and so that would be my answer.
1: All great answers, right? All great answers. And then if you ask young people, they'll probably go along those lines, but then the first thing they're gonna say is their smartphone, they're gonna say their tablet. right? Right, and I say that definition to me is not right because I look at all of those things as tools. Yes, to sir. Me, yes. the technology is the human mind, you are the technology, I am the technology, the students I love are the technology that because the technology is a tool. I mean, the tools are the internet, the tablets, the apps, and the IoT, but what drives those? Of the mind right now, I know we're getting into A.I., but still at the very beginning, the human mind is going is the creativity.
0: The human. Someone had to create A.I.
1: Yeah. I mean, set your tablet down, turn your computer on and look at it and think of a thought. It's not going to move until you take what you take, you have in your mind and put it into the computer. So it goes back into the what you put in is what you get out. Right. And so, you know, the Internet connectivity, if I'm just going to put out my next meal that I've taken, I'm getting ready to consume and put it on Facebook and versus I just wrote this application and this application helps the quality of life for senior citizens or I can go into a senior citizen assisted living and say hey you don't have to pay a hundred dollars a month for 75 cable channels and you only want to watch five let's get the internet that they have providing here free let's connect your device and make you have a home internet system where you can stream your movies and oh by the way this camera enables you to now have remote telehealth visits with your with your um, physician, right? So how do we look at utilizing technology, utilizing us and basically taking that and making it to where we can um, improve the quality of life for all people, but especially for those disinvested, disenfranchised areas in urban America and rural America.
0: So um, that seems like, uh, I mean, I, I, I love that definition, by the way but it seems like that 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 is was that the impetus of the 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 program that you're running to to get people to kind of shift their mindset and way of thinking have to
1: dr king has an old quote and i won't botch it up but he says that you know we basically the summation is we will settle for half-baked solutions nothing pains man more than one that has to think and if we're dealing with the same problems crime health care Whatever, and then we get a new problem, COVID, that takes us a year and a half, two years to wrap our, end, our arms around, and we have to wade through the misinformation and all that. You know, you have to do things differently. And we have to do things differently. And, and we, 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 we've, we've been through the Obama broadband stimulus bill. Right. And we saw what happened to that. COVID said that was all a wasted investment, right? And now we have the vice president um, at that time and the president now saying, well, the resources aren't getting to where they need to get to. So let's attach this Justice 40. But the problem is the community doesn't know about Justice 40. So here we have so much from informing that we have to do in our community so that we can begin to change the mindset. And it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight, especially when you put on top of that. Now you've got a whole bunch of consultants and marketers that are self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed subject matter experts on digital divide and broadband that want to say, yeah, we want to sign people up for ACP. So here we are. The only one with the network, black run, black board, black and brown students building it. We're the only one with the network, but we find ourselves at a table with a bunch of other marketers that are all saying that they are closing the digital divide.
0: Well, but you guys are the subject matter experts. You're you're the one that's doing it.
1: But we have the smallest voice in the room, but with the only network in the room. So
0: go figure (laughs) it out. So 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 tell me how, how did this all come to be how how did this ASTEM program come to be i mean was was that your 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 brainchild or was it a collaboration tell me a little it, bit about that
1: all right so to get to where we are today it actually i have to take you back to 2002 2002 um, a Jewish guy I told him I wanted, I was actually selling, um, long distance using VoIP voice over IP Tore my patella tendon. I was laid off work. So now I'm taking back to 1999. I was laid off work before I had the surgery to repair my patella tendon. So I went from 80,000 a year to 375 a week. And I made a promise to myself. I would never work for anybody else again. And I have not to this day. So segue up, I figured out a way to bypass at t bypass Time Warner, them fixed wireless as the last mile. And so I went to the Telco Center, rented rooftop, um, got some customers in three lost, and started bi- providing broadband Internet access. So ironically, awesome. from 2000, from 2002 until 2011, I provided all of the downtown rehabilitation, the um, redevelopment, the power and light district, the Federal Reserve Bank, IRS processing center, I could go on and on and on. Me and a handful of five people provided internet access to JE Dunn, which was the main construction company and all their subcontractors. And we literally were, we were hired not by their IT, we were hired by a a general a four-star general who said if you can get my staff back to from the field to corporate office with an upload and download of at least a meg you got a contract i was like we doing that in our sleep because we were providing three meg upload and download at that time because we were using fixed wireless so we were buying the bandwidth wholesale use fixed wireless so we had of all of the providers, I'm talking AT&T, Time Warner, we were the only one with a purely digital network. Then you realize, oh, I can transmit video. I had a contract with Roku in 2003. Oh, I can do telehealth. I had a contract with TeleDoc in 2004. So I had laid all of this infrastructure out, but I had a problem. Blue City, Red State, no community support. So I could never scale. Which is the same mm-hmm. battle, ironically, that we're fighting now. But we're fighting the battle with policy in place to make sure that everybody gets to play this time. However, if I don't get my people to understand that this policy is in place, and I we can't separate the we the, the the marketers from the actual network and get people beyond ACP because that money might run out next year, right? What, why are we looking at this as an investment? Why are we looking at this as an opportunity to reduce our crime rate, increase our health care index, and also increase, increase our community and bring our communities back together and make them stronger and more vibrant and, 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 and actually prosperous? That is what the battle that we're fighting, Charles, and I'm sorry if this interview's going south, but I,
0: I have a lot of feelings about this because I'm seeing the same battles mm-hmm. to take
1: place and they shouldn't take place because all it takes is read information and that's why we're trying to have digital ambassadors go into churches go into the communities basically it's almost like gardening a brand new field you have to till the soil then you have to plant the seeds you have to keep the weeds out you have to water it and get it to where you can harvest it and that's literally what we're doing and um What we've done, as far as our broadband network, it's basically just a prototype. We've partnered with uh, STEM City USA, Dr. Taborn. You know him probably. He's there in Baltimore. That's a landing Mm -hmm. point. So when we provide free public Wi-Fi, when everybody logs in, they're dumped into STEM City USA. Stem City, Kansas City, and in Stem City, Kansas City is where we're going to house our open data model for community and development, economic developments, where we're going to host our education, where we can pull and replicate what we've done with our summer camps. When we've had people from Ghana, we've had teachers from Harris Stowe, Florida a and be able to come into our classrooms. We're, we built a prototype of an infrastructure that can be replicated in black and brown and white communities in urban and rural America across the mm-hmm. country. And it goes, it, it all sits upon connectivity and the one unique thing that we provide the community is the on off switch for that connectivity, it sits with us, it sits in our building. So. Where we were able to, like, we had 10,000 people outside our front door to see Confunction and Drew Hill, another Baltimore group, for a concert at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum High Dog Festival last Saturday. Nice. We, took, we took down the public Wi Fi that we were providing on 18th and Vine, which was a block north, and moved it south to where we are so that we could provide public Wi Fi for all of the guests so they could go live and stream their content. They had access to a gigabit. Community Wi-Fi network, but you know what we actually did, Charles? We showed, we showed a FEMA exercise. Natural disaster hits. Your national carriers' networks are down. We were able to resume local communications and move and adapt on a in a modular way, in a mobile way, to be able to stand up community networks as a for first responders. Now, wow. you go and tell that to nine out of the ten people that are they consider to be on the wrong side of the digital divide yeah and so, and, and so if they people people gravitate to what they explain and unfortunately this is a complex issue and it's watered down by a lot of you know i've got internet i got my phone so i'm connected to the internet well yeah but you can't work on the internet well right.
0: what can what you mean? do with it yeah
1: exactly what what do you want to work well yeah that's because we haven't showed you all of these opportunities. We haven't showed you all of these people throughout the world that are making a living, that have increased their, their, their profitability by going digital. And we're at the, at the beginning.
0: So before we came on, you were, you were sharing with me about a, a young man that's been in the program that, that you guys sent out. Um, awesome story. Yeah. Two of them. Oh, well, jump in. <laughs> Re- repeat those stories for us. All right. Well, so
1: that so that you can understand the 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 accomplishment of these young men, I have to take you back. So Elijah graduated in May of 2022 from Raytown South, and no one told him. That he needed a fast food. He was not prepared to go to college. He went to college and they said, You need to do this, 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 this. All of the things that when I was growing up, a counselor would walk us through, not so much today. So he's a one year removed. Basically, I think we saved him and given him, you know, can you imagine graduating with your diploma and then realizing you can't go to college?
0: Unfortunately, we see, we see that. Yeah, we see so- that.
1: And so then there's another young man who's a senior this year and he's graduating so we sent both of them to raleigh north carolina for a week to get certified as ubiquity wireless administrator so they could maintain and wire and, and run the backhaul in the um, access points that we put on print customer print both of them got both they passed both of the classes both of them got certified And one of the gentlemen said that i passed, I took this test three times and failed it the first three times. This is my fourth time. They both passed it in their first attempt. So just to tell you, Aaron now has he's got a certification before he got his diploma. Elijah has digital literacy certifications, networking certifications, one year out of high school and he's the U- ubiquity wireless administrator. And he's the one installing networks, and I'll be glad to send you the pictures. So it just goes back yeah. to, and all of that is economics, because now both of them are employable in a digital economy. And that's the key, becoming employable in a digital knowledge and information economy.
0: So I'm gonna ask you kind of a an open-ended question here. I think I kind of know what you're gonna say, but, If you guys had all of the resources that you needed, what could you do with it? And I'm talking about financial resources.
1: Well, first of all, we would be able to create a lot of jobs and hire a lot of technicians and deploy them. Now, having the financial resources means nothing without the community and local support. Because mm-hmm. you can have all the resources in the world, but if you don't have people that say, "Yeah, we need to do this and do it in an authentic way, so that we can move the needle," nothing will ever happen, right? So, for instance, right. think about it. Everybody, when you and you're your ISP, so you hear this: fiber to the home, mm-hmm. right? Um, ACP, yep. ACP, yep. affordability, connectivity. Those are probably the four talking points that you and I have been hearing sure. and hearing about,
0: sure. social sure.
1: culture, right? So I always use the Mississippi River analogy. Home on 21st in Jackson has a value of $21,000. It was built in 1950. Um, it's in an underserved, disinvested area of town. So now we come and we put the Mississippi River, the mighty Mississippi, right at the doorstep of 2100 Jackson. We've got fiber to the home, fiber to 21st and Jackson. But 21st and Jackson, remember, values value $2,100. It was built in 1950. That means that the plumbing inside of the home is basically straws. Now, how much of that mighty Mississippi, that bandwidth that you brought to that home can be utilized inside of that home? If the plumbing is straws. Very little. Very little. So the infrastructure play and in what would put a lot of people to work immediately in rural and urban America right now, bring them out the streets into the workforce is to let them do the simple thing of retrofitting and pulling some um wire, I mean some um cat six infrastructure in the old homes because then if you, with that infrastructure now you can go into iot the bandwidth becomes usable and now you can find ways of raising the value of the home improve improving the, commu- the the communications within the home we haven't even started going into the hvac the the other things that you could do a home-based business in the home these are investments that can be made block by block with The people the schools that are in those communities and it would be it 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 would turn on it would it would light up a lot of communities and bring a lot of the anxiety levels down and Mm -hmm. opportunity and hope up because people are participating and at the end of the day that's all if anybody's angry they've lost hope they're not happy with their situation but I guarantee you, happy, sad, mad, you put them, you put a new baby in their hand and they look at it for the first time, they have hope. And so why not, let's change things, realize this is a complex situation and let's look at what can we do now that's low hanging fruit and running cat six cables in a lot of the homes is low hanging fruit. I've got high school kids doing it all day long. They learn a trade, they upgrade the the, the facility now you're utilizing the bandwidth and so you're doing an A to Z and now you're moving into utilization, you're moving into adoption, and it's a holistic approach.
0: Gotcha. You guys we're 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 almost running out of time here, but you, you got a uh, you you were sharing with me about an event you got going coming up that, that people can actually log on to. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yes, sir. So we have um Black Impact Technology Experience Summit that is happening Wednesday the twenty-third. It's actually Wednesday the twenty-third and Thursday the twenty-fourth. It ends with us having a fireside chat with fireside chat with Dr. Mae Jemison, the first African-American woman astronaut in space. But that Wednesday, all day, what we're bringing, the first session is going to be uh, Dr. Janice Ferrier, who's doing an AI masterclass. The second session is Christopher Sanderson, which is he's with IEEE. And if you know anything about IEEE, they write the policy for all of our electronics. Absolutely. And then we have um, Dr. Tayborn, who is doing a, a luncheon. Um, He's with STEM City USA and he's going to be doing a keynote at the luncheon on the metaverse and utilization of the digital economy for black and brown communities to prosper. And then we will have um, Who Moved the Cheese, I'm sure you're familiar with that book. Chris Sanderson is going to be doing that workshop as well. Yes, and then sure. up, um, Dennis Schultz with the Blacks and Technology Foundation and Anita Davis that will be do- just talking about workforce and tech. and Basically, the network that's out there for black and brown people, there is a global network of technologists that they have access to. So I found it necessary and important to bring this in now because I'm I'm just drained of two and a half years of like, if we signing people up for ACP, we're closing a digital divide. And you and I both know that nothing could be further from the case.
0: Absolutely. And this is you, you said this is going to be uh, available online.
1: Yes, sir. It will be available online. We will
0: be what's streaming. the what's the, uh, what's the streaming address for that?
1: It is um, the to, read, to RSVP um, and get that link. You will go to black tech. I put it in the chat. It's black tech dot digital
0: okay fabulous i will make sure that we get that up on the uh the link when uh when this goes up well okay. i gotta tell you this has been enlightening well i it's hope been... i
1: haven't disappointed you charles no
0: that, it's it's, it's been great right? it's been fantastic because you know minds are not going to change unless we help minds change right and we show minds that there 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 is more than just a connection to a home and, and as you put it, ACP, right? It's it's so much more than that. And, you know, what you guys are doing down there is, is demonstrating that. And we need to, we need to promote that. We need to, we need to shout it at the rooftops. And we also need to make sure that other people in other like environments and cities can know that, yes, we can do this. And uh, we're certainly going to uh, promote what you guys are doing, make it a resource for for folks to emulate. And uh, again, I just want to thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule um, to be with us today. Thank you. Well, we've come to the end of another great episode. And again, I want to thank I want to express our deepest gratitude and thanks to uh, Mr. William Wells who is uh, doing some remarkable things down at KC. You guys got to look them up. Look at all the uh, articles and everything that they're doing down there. It is fabulous. Um, Again, thank you for being part of the transformative movement. Keep spreading the message, ignite conversations, and keep sharing. Thank you. We are shaping the digital divide, one podcast at a time. Mr. Wells, thank you, sir. Thank you. (laughs) All right.